Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode four. You're still here. You're still listening. Thank you for coming back. I am here with Paul Pinto, Derek from Malden, and I am Chris Effer. Make everything. We're going to get into it right off the jump with our new tool of the week. Paul, what do you got? So uh, my new tool of the week is the DJI Mavic Mini, I think it's called, the Mavic Mini Drone. Um, and it's, I guess it's kind of a tool, but I just, I've always wanted one, and I used to build... Um, RC drones and airplanes and stuff like when I was younger and so I finally got you know a legit one with a proper camera and gimbal set up so it's all stabilized and you know I, it's 400 bucks for the drone and it's 500 for the fly more kit I think there's three extra batteries and you get more accessories it's unbelievable for the price like what you can do like the things I were building were like garbage compared to this thing um, <laughs> and i have the same one it, it's my first drone so you have experience with like other drones you have a mm. bar i have no bar to set against but when i saw that thing for the first time for that price i was like how how can you even make this yeah it's that crazy one. how they how they can produce it and the camera doesn't even make sense because you could shoot the, the video quality is unbelievable and i think it shoots 4k right yeah, I think it shoots in 4K, and then it's got like a super high resolution photo camera too. Yeah, it's unreal the footage it's, that it's comes crazy. off of it. You think alone, like just the camera alone would be 500 bucks, but it's it's really good. The it's really good for photography. For if you bought a drone just to fly around for fun, it flies. It's it's almost too safe, and it's it was weird for me to fly at first because I'm used to like the drone kind of moving naturally without like the gps guided system and everything and it banks a certain way and you know you're used to flying things a certain way and then this thing's totally gps controlled it hovers in the exact same spot if you let off the um like the joystick it'll stop dead in, mm -hmm. in its tracks which doesn't normally happen so all of a sudden i'm flying it and i let off thinking it's gonna like coast and it just hits the brakes it's pretty crazy so have you like, ever flown with the goggles like the the, the yeah i used to have fpv goggles and it was like really crappy because you'd have these little radio receivers and these little weird antennas that looked like um almost like a mushroom they were all like <laughs> kind of bent in like a cone but it was it was fun but it was the signal was terrible um but these people actually they have these drones and they're like and they race them they have FPV racing in stadiums drones, and they're and tiny, stuff. and these things go like 100 miles an hour. It's yeah. pretty crazy, though. But this thing's really cool if you want to do um, like any type of aerial photography for four or five hundred bucks. It's like you can't beat it. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out a way to kind of integrate mine into the shop, into like YouTube videos. But I think that it's really only going to work out when I start doing stuff upstate. It'll be fun. Yeah, well, that'll be but. good for that. But it's it's you know what's crazy? I was using it. Um, at my sister's 
barn where she rides. I was taking some videos of um, them riding her, her trainer. Um, they own the barn and everything. So they wanted some, some video um, of the property and of people riding. And there's like these high voltage lines that are on part of their property. And the drone would not let me go past the lines. Like it was the FAA must have like designated that like mm. some type of like dangerous like object. And it, the app was smart enough to not let me go past it. And then all of a sudden a notification popped up where I had to put like my email address and my phone number in if I wanted to fly past them. It was crazy. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Up, up by, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how it works out because that drone is specifically underweight. That mm. drone specifically light so that you can fly it in more restricted areas. You have to register and My it. property upstate, yeah, my property upstate is pretty close to the little airport, but I know that like Jimmy flies over in that in that area. So, but uh, yeah, it, it should be it should be fun. Next time I go upstate, I'm gonna bring it. I've been trying to use mine more too. It's uh, did you buy the extra batteries with yours, Paul? Yeah, I bought the extra kit. Yeah, but it's like nice. it's 249 grams. They said, and mm-hmm. I guess if it's over 250, you have to register it with the FAA because people are like buying DJI drones and like flying them into skyscrapers in Manhattan, <laughs> and like flying yeah. them into <laughs> airports and like planes were having to get redirected because there was like some unidentified object like flying over the airport. Well, it's fun. It's funny. I had my drone up in New Hampshire. We were up at like Winnipesaukee and I go to fly it. Like you said, every time you turn it on, it gives you a warning about this. So I get to the point, I just started ignoring it, but it said I was flying too close to the airport. Mm. So Laconia airports, maybe about five, eight miles away. So I says, ah, they're just, you know, being crazy. So I take the thing, I'm flying it, flying around, videotaping my kids, kayaking. I bring it in. About three minutes later, a seaplane lands right in the lake. Oh, my God. So right in Alton Bay where I was at, there's a um, a, a water runway and uh, a seaplane landed. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like just so, you know, just never even thinking. And afterwards, I remembered in the wintertime, they plow it. And it's the only, like, snow runway in New England. So there's oh, tons no. of planes there. So I knew planes landed there in the wintertime, but I never – imagined in the middle of the summer they would land airplanes in the lake but they do so if you have a drone up lake winnipesaukee beware <laughs> be careful so something to think about oh yeah derek oh, yeah. what's your uh, your new tool of the week my new tool of the week isn't going to be what people were thinking i was going to talk about because i wanted to talk about this last week my tool new tool of the week is uh learning how to use illustrator i got that last week and um no, I'm kidding. I'm going to talk about my sauce. Stop. Um, <laughs> I, I have to. I have to. So I have uh, my nice, beautiful sauce. Stop. And oh, my God, I don't even want to use it. It looks so beautiful. It's um, it's funny. It's uh, it's it's beautiful. It's just did I say that? Uh, the top is just gorgeous. It's oh, my just, God. Uh, I can't I mean, wait to put a cup of coffee on it. Next time I come to you know what? It's well. I was talking with somebody last night about that. I said, people are going to be pissed because I want to do that myself. I think of my, my table, my table saw as a workbench. You know, I don't hammer on it, but pretty much anything else goes, you know, the guy, oh yeah. The guy that bought my other saw, he's like, oh, the top, uh, how can I restore this? I was like, oh, it's fine. It's just stained, you know, it's just, just some black and stale blackening on it. It's, it looks fine, you know, but, um, no, the thing is beautiful, but I tell you, I got the three horsepower and 
the thing I haven't turned it on yet. I'm trying to get it, you know, wire it up so I could turn it on tonight or tomorrow. But um, it just kills you. You take it out of the crate, and um, it's in the back of my pickup truck, and it's me and Max, my son, and um, the thing's all oiled. So the top doesn't rust. It's like picking up a greased pig. Oh, it's the it's worst. like you got to be kidding me, right? I mean, I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's like you know, it's it, it just so it's all oiled. So I'm trying to clean it off. I get it in, and you know, directions are falling off of it and everything. And I um, we we wrestle it off the truck and we get it in. And I pick it up the papers on the ground. And it's the directions on how to take it out of the crate. Like they have a process of taking it out. Oh yeah, I did it all ass backward. It's probably gonna cut off by you know whatever. But uh, but no, we got it in okay. But I tell you, the thing it just weighs so much. But a couple things I was really disappointed about was one is just there's no way to level it. Like there's no leveling feet. And I I don't understand that. People think that I'm an idiot. In my one of my videos, I put mine up with blocks, and they're like, "Yeah, there's you're telling me there's no leveling feet." No, there's no. I mean, they they thought of everything. I couldn't figure out the directions because I was looking through the directions for each accessory. So I'm like, I don't even know where to start. And then I finally seen the package with everything numbered from one to whatever twenty five, and I was like, oh, it's a piece of cake to put together, but. I can't believe there's no way to level the thing. And so that was disappointing. And then like people had seen on my Instagram when I sliced my finger open at the end of the night, you know, that was just, so I was just taking the plastic. I was taking the plastic off of um, the, the uh, fence. Yeah. And the plastic, it was just, they must've cut it and they didn't break the edge. It sliced my finger right you open. Imagine you bought the sauce so you don't cut your fingers off. I know. Really I, I know. <laughs> I, I'm the only asshole that cuts his fingers off on the sauce stop without it running. And it's it just is amazing. But, you know, I sanded it down and it's fine. But I just um, – I have to get the – the wing for the router uh, lift, and that's oh, yeah. what started the whole thing. I ordered that today off of Amazon. That should be here. But everybody was sold out of it, or they don't carry it for whatever reason. So I'll be excited once I get that. I was going to try to just put the router lift in the um, side wing that's there. It just reinforced it. But I'm like, you know what? I've lived my whole life half-ass and everything. I'm done doing that. I'm buying the, the, um, the wing going to mount it, put the insert in that the way God intended it to be. And that's that, you know, so. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to using it. And, um, you know, I'll have to move on to the next thing after that. But you're going to be a uh, you're going to be a table saw cowboy. I'm telling you, uh, people ask me all the time, like when you have a saw stop, do you you know, does it take your awareness? I don't think it takes your awareness away, but mm. I mean, Derek, you and I had this conversation offline. Yeah. You know, when you picked up the saw, you're yeah. like, I, I get I get harassed in every video that I'm putting my fingers too close to the blade. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, if you knew the thing was, you know, I know for a fact that mine's not going to cut me because I yeah. put my finger into mine in that video, so I can I can guarantee <laughs> it's not going to cut me. Oh yeah, but, what happened to Jimmy three days yeah, ago? Yeah, I, I know. Well, that that's from I a know. kickback though. Kickback, oh, is that what that you know, was? Yeah, um, yeah. 
you know, and and we're talking about like putting your fingers close to the blade. Oh, he does like, crazy stuff with through. it. He's car- yeah. he, like carving aluminum axe handle with his tabletop yeah. blade. I'm like, what but are you but doing? once you have a saw stop, you and you're used to using a regular saw. Like, Paul, mm. I don't know how much of a regular table saw you used before you got. I had your like saw a little stop. Dewalt job site one, and I was yeah. always very careful. But I'm still careful. I don't I don't trust it. Uh, the, it the table saw scares me a little bit. I mean, I don't use it like yeah. every day, but I mean, I've been used to one. Yeah, it is. And me and Chris were talking about this. I'd been using one since I was probably 11, 12 years old. And I mean, like like Chris says, people bitch about people, you know, putting their fingers close. I would literally cut a two inch strip and I would run my fingers right by the blade. And a lot of it was like being not careful. I was just ignorant. I was just like, as long as I keep them tight against the fence, they're not going to get pulled into the blade. Yeah, like, I never thought of it till I seen that video the of the guy, the kickback video, yeah. and that was the game changer. I was yeah. like, holy crap. This guy knew that was going to happen, and he almost cut his fingers I off. I saw that video, too. It's, yeah. a, it's a no-brainer. It's, you can't it's dangerous. There's off. no doubt that it's dangerous. But I, I'll tell you right now, like, I'm definitely – more brazen with my saw stop. Oh, I can see that happening. Before. You yeah. know, like now I'm like pushing something through and I'm like, eh, it's fine. Nah, you know, yeah. like, I never oh, have my I'm blade so sticking out that much anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I mean, but you know, you think about, you think about uh, dangerous tools that you put your finger near the blade. Like, you know, I put my fingers right up against my bandsaw blade. The bandsaw, I was just about to say. The bandsaw, I don't even think twice about it. Like, yeah, you don't even think twice. I'm like, oh, it's so much slower. It's like, but no, that thing will chew your finger off. Have you ever gotten zapped by your bandsaw, Paul? No, because that will wake you up. Why static building up or something? No, like, have has the blade ever hit you? Oh no, have you ever been cut by your bandsaw? No, I I had, I had, when I did a lot of wood turning, I had a round piece jump on me. And oh, I got God. the top of my knuckle. So dangerous. And oh, man, I, it was scarier than any table saw incident oh, you can imagine. Your eyes. Oh, it, my God. It, it's funny because whenever I buy something like a big purchase and like, you know, obviously people don't know me, but it's like I don't buy new things. Yeah, I have a new truck and all this stuff. But, you know, I bought that new truck. I was 50 years old. That was the first new car I ever owned. You know, I've never, never bought a, a new like expensive tool like that for myself. So it was really nice and, you know, exciting to do and everything. Mm -hmm. But when I sold my table saw, the guy wasn't even off my street. And I'm saying to my wife, I don't know if I made the right decision doing this. Yeah, because I just do that all the time. I'm just so indecisive. I dissect everything. Yeah, it's just, you know, the high's over. And now it's like, you know, I got to pay the piper. But then I seen that post, you know, actually Bernie had texted me. He goes, oh, my God, is Jimmy okay? I says, why? What happened? He goes, he cut his fingers on his table saw. I called Jimmy. I go, dude, I hope you're okay, but thank you so much. I was like, <laughs> you just validated me getting the saw, you know? And he, he just chuckled about it. But seriously, it was like, you know, I just felt like after seeing that, I'm like, man, I, I, the best decision I ever made. Yeah. You know, it just really, 100%. yeah. It just, as I get older too, I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to stop working and, you know, I'm in my fifties and it just, you know, I can't, I don't want to deal with that bullshit. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I, I, not that you want that to happen at any age, but 
I, I'm all set with that. You know, I was I was uh, talking with the kid on Instagram, and uh, you know, he's like, "Oh, you're so lucky," and this and that. And he's like, "I'll never get there." I'm like, "Kid, I've been working longer than you've been alive." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I should be able to get this thing. And he's like, "Yeah, I guess so." You know, so it just um, it's exciting. I can't yeah. wait to use it. So, and you're in the position, you know, like uh, just to touch on what you said about like I'm sure you're getting a lot of messages of people that are like, oh, "I wish I could get one of those." Like. Yeah. I bought my saw stop used for a thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like if you go out and buy, if you're in the market for any table saw, you can pretty much buy, you know, if you have a thousand dollars to spend on a table saw and you wait long enough and you look hard enough, you yeah. know, I can actually just to, just to further uh, reinforce my point, I bought two saw stops and I spent a thousand bucks on each of them. Yeah. So for someone to say that it's impossible to get a good deal, on a saw stop, because um, you know everyone yeah. talks about how lucky you are that you uh you worked hard and you bought something, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it, it you were in you were in the spot where you know obviously you sold your saw and yeah. you needed a new saw, yeah, and so that's what you went with the new route. And I know had I been able to find you one, yeah. Uh, secondhand you would have bought it oh yeah yeah oh yeah in a second and and the other thing i just want to say real quick you had mentioned people you know wishing me well i've never got as many messages as i did yesterday it was like it was so i i said to my wife i said you know i was like giddy like a little kid i said you know i i just it was such a good day it, it just like it, it was like the perfect day. It was, you know, my son and my daughter got a car, this Sharon. And, you know, so that was kind of a, a fun experience, you know, kids first car and that whole thing. We washed this car in the morning and then, you know, I got the saw and it just so many people like this community. It, it just, it's the best. I love, I, and you know, Paul, you're probably exactly the opposite, but I love it when people reach out to me <laughs> and, and <laughs> no, seriously. And so many people that I haven't talked to before, and it's funny, I was talking to this guy, I was using air quotes with that, about his saw stop and how him and his daughter couldn't get it mounted on the wheels and all this stuff. So um, I asked him a couple questions and he sent me a video message, what he was talking about. It ended up it was a woman. I was talking to and she's local and I just laughed about it. I assumed it was just some guy, you yeah. know, it's like always like guys, you know, I always check like to see, I'm like, before I say, thanks dude. And I want to yeah. make sure it's like a guy. <laughs> well, it was nothing. The post, it was weird. The post had nothing that they were making, but they had a sauce off this ended up. She's local to me. She, um, has a bunch of stuff she i don't know if she has a shop i can't remember i had asked her but uh she makes signs and stuff like that she said i've been following you for a while and um i, I tell you she makes some beautiful stuff but it was just funny it was just it, it the point was it was just so many people that had saw stops you know hey welcome to the club and just so excited for you it's just a good feeling you know you don't get people oh you suck you know you know you don't deserve that thing you know it's just uh you know that's what i was always used to in life you know and, and it's just nice to have good people you know wishing you well and just saying nice things it's just nice you know that is that is nice i i don't i don't mind i like when people i'm joking i'm joking no if they're if they're an idiot I have no, I, I get so many idiots though that want to like correct me, and I love when they correct me and they're completely wrong. Like one guy messaged me. I was using a mag drill. It just dry. It's unbelievable that people think like what the they audacity. say. Like the audacity of these people to think <laughs> what they have to say matters to me. Like I, yeah. 
and and it's wrong 99 of the time i was using a mag drill just drilling holes and i was using cutting fluid of obviously because that's what you do and the guy messaged me went out of his way to message me to say no no cutting fluid like ouch something like that like i was using cutting fluid but he thought i wasn't and he wanted to like let me know that I'm doing something wrong. wanted to make sure you wrong. knew that you're an idiot. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, the guy's probably never used a mag yeah. drill, but he saw videos of guys using uh, mag drills and was like, oh, you got to use cutting Oh, fluid. my God. <laughs> but yeah, I get I, I can't get say so, what Derek just did. <laughs> I get so many stupid messages about, like, especially, like, the chainsaw thing. Oh, my when God. When I blew sure. up that chainsaw, everybody in the Everyone world, was a tree trimmer. Oh my God! Anybody that's ever had a small engine that mixed gas and oil had a hundred and one reasons about you know oh you got to do it this way. And then like some of these guys are like oh well when you're sawmilling you got to do this. And I'm like okay this person must have experience sawmilling. Then mm. I like check their Instagram. They, they, Nothing. No shot. No shot. Not not a chance in hell has this person ever ran a chainsaw mill. You know, like, you know, it's like they watch a couple I, Wrangler star videos. Exactly. It's about. like, you know, or, or they know a guy or, you know, or I would ask, sometimes I'll hit like the follow up question, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, so like, have you ever had a, a saw blow up on the on the exhaust port like that? Oh, well, no, not me personally, but I know a guy who has mm-hmm. a tree crew and I know that his tree crew run saws, you know, 20,000 hours a week, and they only run, you know, 34 and a half to one, and they use special oil, they, you know, they crushed walnuts, I don't know, you know, like, it's, I appreciate the, the comments, but, you know, it's like, I would never, I would never go out of my way to tell somebody how to do their job unless they said, like, how do I do this? Like, yeah, the only time it I blows ever- my mind. Like, uh, every once in a while, somebody will- put up a question about like a machine for instance like hey i can't mm-hmm. figure out how to get like this motor running on my machine and i can usually think like oh like i had that same problem you know like um dave from parts and restoration i don't know if you guys have been following him around on instagram but yeah he was having a problem like getting his compressor to turn on because he, he wasn't getting like clean 220 to it mm-hmm. and i thought i knew what to say but i was like you know what he knows a bunch of electricians I know there are a bunch of electricians that follow him and are going to answer his question with the right answer. I'm not even going to bother clogging oh. up his inbox. You know, dude, when my compressor broke, oh my God. Can oh, you guys yeah. imagine the number of messages about well, no, why? No, it's funny. Do you ever use your um, stories as like Google? Like if you need a, something, a, as an soon answer as I to a question? I immediately regret it. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Well, I the worst part, it. I love it until the next day. Oh. When somebody, it's like, guy, you're 20 hours later. You yeah, gotta yeah, know it's been answered 12 solved. times. Yeah, yeah. We've moved on to something else, you know? Yeah. But it's, but it's the- just funny. Uh, like, I, sometimes I'll just do that. I'll be too lazy. I'll just be like, throw it out there. It's and not it is amazing. It. No, no. Because when you get those comments the next day, it's like, oh, God. But most of the people that are correcting you are like, like mm-hmm. they never know what they're talking about. Because anyone that knows what they're talking about yeah. doesn't have time to like yeah. correct you it's yeah. always yeah. perfect yeah. like anyone with any skill yeah. or talent or knowledge it never is the one that's going to be commenting that you're doing it wrong it's always the guy who has no clue what he's doing it's it's just i don't oh, know people i like god it's just crazy watching people behave 
It's hysterical. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, so I, uh, I don't have a new tool of the week. I guess my new tool of the week is that is the fan that I just cut into the top of my sprinter van. And that goes back to the comments. So like, oh my God, the comments about like what kind of glue I got to use. Like, uh, do you really think I cut a hole in the roof of my $75,000 van and I don't have a clue what kind of glue I'm going to use? Up until that point, you don't think I've already made a plan as to how I'm going to yeah. glue the fan yeah. back in? You're, you were going to use an Elmer's glue stick? Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to use Starbond. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, I, I – like, you know, you got you start getting you start getting the comments like, oh well, you know, listen, if you're gonna do that, you got to make sure you use this or like, you know, you got and it's like, cool, listen, I get it, but by the time you've seen my story, yeah, I've already glued it and I've yeah. already walked away from it. But it was funny because I glued the the way you seal those uh, roof fans in is with uh, it's the rubber roofing like lap sealant. It's like EPDM or e- I forget what it is, EDPM or e- I think it's EPDM roofing. Um, and it's it's like a sticky glue, whatever. Um, but you put it on and it self levels. So you put it on and it's shiny and then it slowly like the beads just slowly kind of mush, you know, it oh, kind of wow. like almost melts. And it, it makes, you know, it kind of looks like it looks like honey, like smeared all over it. But it did come out pretty clean. So I, you know, I put it all on. I was like, all right, you know, it looks good. I thought I did a nice job. And I, while I was working on the van, I had a, a moving blanket on the roof with a piece of plywood on top of it. So I go in the van and me and Angela are like putting the insulation in. And all of a sudden I like look up through the roof hole and I can see the corner of the moving blanket. And I'm like, that's not good. That moving blanket was all the way on the other side of the roof. The moving blanket had slid across the roof and went right into the glue and had was glued to the, not, not only that, but it was, you know, the the most important part of that seal is the front because that's going to get like wind driven rain. And that was what it hit. So I had to strip it all off and do it again. (laughs) And I had just enough sealant to finish it. Oh, I was like, it was, it was like, like, you know, doing like a fresh paint job on something. And then like, you know, you open your garage door and it gets covered in dust. It was like, <laughs> I was so upset. Derek, I know you can test it. Yeah. What that feels like what, what, um, that sealant would, obviously it's made to seal, you know, things together, but is it for like cars? What did you say it was for, for windshields? Like that. So, type of stuff? so the, the, the way that the, the fan gets sealed onto the roof is there's a, there's a flange that gets glued to the roof, and that gets glued on with window weld, which is uh-huh. the which is windshield uh, glue, yeah. which is like thirty dollars a tube, and you use about three squirts of it, and then you just like great, <laughs> I just throw the rest of this yeah, out. I hate that. So that gets glued on, and then the actual fan itself, the flange gets stuck on with um, butyl tape. Yeah, butyl tape is like the same stuff they use on zip system sheeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is like insanely sticky. And then, so that's a second level of sealant. Then the third layer of that is this rubber roofing. It's called lap sealant. Yeah. Um, and that's for if you've ever had like a rubber roof on a house, like a yeah. not, not like uh, a flat roof, not even a flat. I was just going to say, not like a flat roof that you would torch, like a, a true uh, rubber yeah, roof yeah. is, I think it's, I think it's EPDM now. I, it's going to bother me. Um, but it's, it's funny because, 
couple of years, yeah, EPDM roofing. Um, a couple of years ago, my mom wanted a skylight put in a EPDM roof that was on her house. And my dad, you know, was a, he was a handy guy and he'd put in skylights his whole life, but always into asphalt. So like if you've ever done roofing, right, anything through asphalt, you use tar. Nothing mm. beats tar. It's, mm. you know, it's a mess. It gets all over everything, but it's not going to leak. You put enough tar on it, it's not going to leak. So we put in this skylight and we used tar on the EPDM roofing because he Uh-oh. just goes, you know, he's like, this is it. Tar actually eats the, the petroleum in tar actually <laughs> eats the rubber. So, you know, the first two months was fine. Then it started to leak. Then we tarred it again and it started to leak. And every time we would have to get all the tar off to put new tar on, it was horrible. And then finally, you know, like years after he was gone, I talked to a roofer in Manhattan uh, who was actually sealing up a rubber roof that looked just like mine. And I said, you know, hey, what do I need to use to seal this kind of roof? He goes, why? I said, oh, you know, uh, I got a friend with a skylight that uh, wasn't put yeah. in properly. It's like, yeah. oh, man. It's like everybody does these. What movies. a dummy. <laughs> Yeah, what an idiot! So he told me the right stuff to use, and and I and I uh, I, uh, fixed, I fixed mom's skylight. That's my worst fear. So when I did my addition, I have six six or seven, six skylights in my house, and the guy said, "You don't want skylights; they're gonna leak and it'll be a nightmare." And the roof is there. He goes, "Oh, I'll put them in; they'll never leak." So I was like, "Screw it!" So the guy goes, "I'm telling you, twenty years they're gonna leak." So I'm like, I don't give a shit. 20 years, I'll be dead, you know? <laughs> so uh, I haven't put them in. That was uh, like 23 years ago. And I'm just like, every time it rains, I'm just like. Oh, you're waiting. <laughs> and it's going to, you know, they're going to leak. And it's just, my roof is so big. And the pitch is so high, like like steep. I mean, I, I could never get out there to patch them. You know, it'd be a nightmare. But you just need an extension ladder, just, like your cable guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you send, you send the drone me. up there. You yeah, send the drone up there, and you guys have it like drop some dollops of uh, it, of yeah. Tar. Just skylights just always end up bad. It seems like it just there's never a good ending to a skylight story. You know, it just <laughs> yeah, that just makes always, sense. Yeah, I mean these are nice ones, and they <laughs> you know, they have like the two piece <laughs> flanges, like so. Yeah. Hopefully, but oh god. My mom, every time I would go to her house, she would, she would, if it was raining, she'd have like a, a bucket on the kitchen. On the when we were like, there, when we yeah, were there, it was yeah. raining, and you yeah. fixed it the following week. Yep, and and <laughs> it was so funny because it was like my birthday or something like that, and there's a picture of me, uh, me, Angela, my mom, and my brother sitting at the table with a birthday cake. My brother's wearing a poncho, and there's water dripping on his head. <laughs> and, and he said, "Oh, I'll sit here. I'll sit here because it's your birthday. I'm not going to make you sit underneath the waterfall." I was like, "Oh, my it's God. like getting the back seat of the car. Who gets to sit under the leak tonight?" Oh, God. Right? A nightmare. Uh, so that was so that was uh, that was my tool of the week. So uh, I guess that I can transition right into what I'm working on this week. I mean, I might as well just yeah. talk about the van. So. So uh, I cut a hole in the roof of the van. It was uh, it was scary. That's you know not yeah. That's a crazy I, thing to do. That's what I said. Yeah, it's like that I can't imagine. Oh I my just, god! It's something I've always wanted to do, and like you know, <laughs> you, of course it is. Yeah. Well, you know that's what it is. I always wanted to do, cut yeah. a hole in your van. I said too. brand I said new Mercedes van isn't nice, and he's got to cut the hole in it to put the. Yeah. Van I said in. something to Derek, and I had this thought where like at this point. 
I feel like I can fix anything that I mess up. Oh. And like, I mean, think about it. If if I had to weld that panel back in, no chance. I could weld it back in. Well, you could weld it back in. It's not. It wouldn't look, look exactly. No, the same. No, 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 no. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, yeah, you're 100 yeah. percent right. It would never look like it came out of the factory. But as I was like getting ready to, cut oh, you could it, definitely thinking, weld it in. Yeah, I was thinking like, is this really like a non-reversible like error? That's you aluminum, know, like, right? No, it's steel. Is it steel? It's like it's like twelve gauge steel. It was really way thicker than I thought it was. It, I was really impressed. Um, oh wow! But what's funny on the other side of oh, that yeah, is you like you could have welded it in. The roof is dented to shit just because of like walnuts and stuff. And my you just imagine like how hard that stuff has to hit the roof to dent. Oh, I know, you know right? But but anyway, so I I had wanted to put the fan in just because that truck gets so hot. So before I put it in. I, uh, Angela and I went to the beach and we left the truck parked for about two hours in the sun. And I just left it, you know, this is prior to doing the fan or the insulation. And then I used my temperature gun to see how hot it got on the headline. It was a, over 110 degrees on the headline. Oh my God. Wow. It was only like 80 degrees out that day. So wow. now with the fan, the fan I got, is, you know, it's like a, like a house thermostat. So you literally set a temperature and it will just run the fan until that temperature is reached inside and then huh. it'll automatically shut off and close once okay. it's done. And then if the, if the temperature goes back up again, it'll open and start sucking out hot air. So, um, the plan is to do a whole bunch of stuff to the van, uh, cause her and I are going to be traveling a bunch and going, uh, going out to Michigan in about a month. We're going to spend like six days, you know, you know, uh, camping out in the van, which is cool. I, I've done a similar trip. I did 31 days in my old Sprinter with no fan, uh, and it was brutal at times. But it was also really cold. So that's that's my current project: cutting out the van. Shout out to uh, Havelock Wool. Havelock is the insulation I'm using, and it's it's 100% natural sheep's wool insulation. Oh wow! Um, and it's like three times the price of fiberglass, if not more. But it's completely insect resistant. It's mold resistant. It's uh, you don't need a vapor barrier. It'll never rot. It's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. How many sheep did they have to shear? This has got to be a bunch of sheep. I think a lot of sheep <laughs> were cold after the amount yeah. of wool that I got. But yeah. they were nice enough off to send it. And to you're me. nice and yeah, warm or cool, I guess, depending on the season. That's right. Wow, nice. Yeah, Derek, yeah. what are you working on? Real quick, can you get the van when you buy it insulated already, or is it? Uh, do you even know? Or yeah, so like they offer version? they offer a a an insulation package, and I paid for it like an idiot on my first Sprinter. Uh-huh. And I think it was like six hundred bucks, and yeah. then like later, you know, when I after I got it and I started doing research about insulating the last van, I it. it all it is is like it's like three eighths or five maybe five eighths inch thick pink foam glued yeah. to like two panels. Yeah, uh, that's, it is yeah. like the biggest. It is absolutely yeah a waste of money. It is such a worthless like thing, and it's like a joke. It was a joke on like the Sprinter forum, like you know the quote unquote insulation that you get from the factory. Yeah. Um, so, but it was insulating the van was a ton of work, like pulling down every piece of headliner all the way up to the windshield oh, I you bet. Know, stuffing. Thank God it was wool because, you know, you got to stuff it in every crack and cranny. Yeah. And it, it was 
all over the place. It still is all over the place. But if it was like a, a uh, you know, like an if it was fiberglass, uh, it, it would be horrible. Yeah, and it would always be coming out. Like every bump, yeah. I feel like it yeah. would be popping out, and you'd be getting all over you. But it's definitely going to make a difference, and it, it's just going to make overall just driving that thing so much more. Oh yeah, is, is, it, is it quieter and stuff? Like, can you notice it sounds like you know the dead the sound in there? Or it's it- already getting quieter. Another thing I did before I did this work was I I drove on the highway and I. I have like the decibel meter app on the phone yeah, and it, it's really like, you don't realize cause you're, you're driving yeah. in it all the time, but it's like over 90 decibels in there yeah. normally, which yeah. is loud. Like that's yeah. that could do like hearing damage. Exactly. That's yeah. probably why that's so, my like, work truck, my work truck so loud. Yeah. And I mean, not even from stuff banging around just yeah. because there's so much wind resistance yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, and I notice it cool. mainly cause I'm on the phone so much, but like, yeah, I'm really interested to see, uh, how much quieter it is in there yeah. it was like you know right. i say it was expensive the insulation was uh um the insulation would have cost me like 650 bucks to buy yeah yeah and they gave it to me um yeah. you know because i'm gonna be bad. doing a couple videos for them but like i mean 650 bucks is like less than it's less than half of a car payment on that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, you're doing like yeah, cash, yeah. You're doing cashmere insulation in your Listen, Mercedes. Baby. Paul, van. I just want you to get in it and just be like, this was the right move. You know, like I yeah. want you to feel good yeah. when you get in this van. I know yeah. you like that new Sprinter. So. I do like the new one. I like the four wheel really, drive because I've been in the old one without the four wheel drive and in, in the snow. Yeah, it's scary. It's not a good situation because yeah. it's, it's about 15 feet tall. Yeah, it's got every bad it's these little tiny like, wheel. Yeah, it's like no, doesn't yeah. even make sense that it doesn't six thousand pound sled. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Now that you're when you were telling me about the twelve gauge sheet metal on the roof, I'm like, oh great, it's even t- more top yeah, heavy. Top heavy. Yeah. yeah. It's like a turtle. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, the 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 four wheel drive ones four, lifted four inches. I'm like, oh great, yeah. even more top heavy. It's <laughs> like skis on the roof, so you can. Yeah. Oh, we're hill. gonna put a ramp on the top of this roof. Yeah. It's like okay. <laughs> So oh what am I working on? I'm actually still working on the same project. I um, It's just been a crazy week. I've had a lot going on. But um, the project I'm working on, I was doing a little bit of research with um, colors. I needed to get like a specific paint color, and I didn't think I could do it. So I ended up mixing up some epoxy colors. And I tell you, I was just blown away. They were the, um, the mix-all colors from Total Boat. And I never used those things before. And I, you know, I get the little bottle and I get it out. And I'm like, oh, man, if I use this, I'm going to waste it all. And I'm going to have to order more. I literally put one drop in a cup and the whole thing turned that color. Like it oh, was wow. amazing how strong that dye is. So whatever the pigment, it just it was like literally one or two drops was all you needed. And it would turn the whole thing that color. And I had a color wheel. And I just started messing with it, and I, I got pretty good results just screwing around for about a half hour. I was shocked I could get it as close as I did. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to use the epoxy or if I'm just going to go with the paint. So that was like a couple nights doing that and messing around with that. And then um, the other issue I had, the original picture the customer sent me was it was gray, the lettering and everything. And somebody kind of pointed out it's actually not gray, it's chrome. So I 
first was trying to replicate the chrome by wrapping it in aluminum and it just it wasn't looking right it looked okay but i wanted this to look great so i um painted it with the chrome uh rust-oleum paint and it came out like perfect flawless it was wow. i was uh, yeah i was shocked i used the gold before the gold is a real pain in the ass and um it just you know if you touched it it just kind of ran a lot and uh this it was really easy it um it was came out much better than i thought it would so um that's kind of what i've been working on it's pretty much done i have to put it together and just do a couple things with it but uh you know it, i i like to take my time at the end just because if i screw it up i gotta start over but i'm kind of at a good spot i'd like to be done by wednesday you know have the guy pick it up on like friday or saturday but uh you know that's pretty much what i've been doing just messing around with the colors with it and you cut that this this is like the is this the first project on the new CNC? Like the I did, yeah, or no? I did a secret project that um, is secret, so I can't oh. say. But no, I did, yeah, yeah. I know secrets don't make friends, but uh, that's okay. No, I um, you could have just lied. Yeah, it, yes, it's the first project I used, uh, and it's um, no, and it came out nice, and it um, I actually got some um, some signboard i was going to do it out of that the stuff's not cheap but it's um it's really nice it's like a open cell uh closed cell i don't know it's some type of cell plastic but it's uh it's not like um it's not like plastic uh trim board not like that thick it's um what's it called hdu uh, what's it stand for? HDPE? H no. That Carolina Coops. Uh, every Carolina Coop comes with HDPE. <laughs> something HDPE. No, it's uh high <laughs> HDU high density urethane. Oh, okay. that, that's oh, what it go. is. But it's uh nice stuff, and I still might make a small little sign. So the the sign it's for a car. The guy collects cars, and I'm thinking of making a small little one that he can bring with him to the shows and maybe put like out, you know, so we'll Throw see. A nice Derek from logo on the back. Mm, Absolutely. You if you give him the sign, then you get to, then he gets to pay in the fact that he's got to advertise for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's part of the deal. So, but yeah, that's what, just messing with paint colors. That's, that's my, uh, my little thing this week I've been working on. Now, did you have to, to get that silver? Cause I, I got to see this, and I think you posted uh, yeah, the, yeah, the did, process, yeah. and I got to yeah. see it because you sent me photos. You sent us photos of the yeah. of the aluminum tape and then the silver paint, and yeah. the silver paint came out fantastic. So, did yeah. you have to go through any special like primer? Or I know you said you, you mentioned yeah. it to me like sanding sealer. Like, how did you? Yeah. How did you so, get that effect? So I, I did two of them, and I, I want to experiment with it because just like you know with the. Um, the iron work, like you just, you know, if you save time, you make it more money. So usually what I do is I, you know, sand, cut it, sand it, prime it, sand it, prime it again, sand it again. And then sometimes even give it a light priming for a third time and then one or two coats of paint. And I had seen somewhere somebody was taking um, sand and seal or even water based and sealing the edges of it and then just painting it. So I took a piece and I did that. And it, I mean, I didn't really take my time doing it. I could have been a little bit more careful with it, but I literally took the sand and sealer, sealed it, let it dry, dries in and out. And then I sprayed it with the paint primer combo and it looked pretty good. I was surprised it looked as good as it did for the, you know, 
missing four steps. Mm-hmm. But um, usually, like I said, I usually cut it, sand it, you know, then prime and any between in between each coat of primer, I sanded it with 220. So it has like three coat, two or three coats of primer on it, and then one or two coats of paint. And um, I'm going to try going. I want to do a project just with the sanding sailor because it would definitely be a game changer. I'd still prime it because a lot of times people don't realize the, the paint wants to stick to the primer. So when you prime something really good and get like the inside of the letters, and when you spray it, the, the paint just, you know, just kind of like, um, you know, when you, when you, um, it clings to it. it. Yeah. It just wants to cling to it. And so it yeah. just, it's, so you really need to prime it. So I don't think I'd skip that, but it, maybe it doesn't need two to three coats of primer, maybe just one. So, but yeah, it just, I was real happy. It was super smooth. And, um, another thing you usually do with metallic paint is paint it over black, uh, flat paint. And um, I did one without that, and it didn't look any different. So I was happy with that because that's kind of a pain in the neck to do. It's another step. So, but yeah, I was just really happy with the way it came out. I kind of assembled it last night, and I was just like, man, it just looks really, really nice, really nice. So that's I'm awesome. Happy. I can't yeah. wait to see that thing totally yeah. finished. Yeah, yeah. So, Paul, what do you got? Well, I'm. Well, I kind of am in the middle of moving my shop. How do you help the shop? My, my shop. <laughs> moving your shop. Moving Didn't my you shop. just Again. move into the shop? Yep. I moved into this one about nine months ago, and I'm moving out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so wow. I'm, I'm moving into a, a new shop. It's way, way bigger, like six times the size. Um, wow. I mean, this, this shop was great to get started with and everything, but it just was not going to work out long term. Probably I, I would have ran into some serious trouble like by the end of the summer if I kept the shop with the jobs I was getting. So I had to find a bigger spot. It's going to be incredible for what I'm doing. It's like 12,000 square feet, 26-foot high ceilings. It's crazy. So I've been spending most of the week, well, pretty much the whole week, um, just packing things up, taking trips over with my truck and my trailer, dropping off all my equipment. I got the forklift here loading stuff. And then at the shop, I have that gantry crane that I bought um, to unload everything. My truck is barely, you know, surviving when I have like a load with like my bridge port, my lathe, all the anvils, vices on it. Like the bumper, the bumper is like dragging on the ground. But um, I, that's another thing I need. I need a freaking work truck. But um, but it's been working out great so far and it's going to be really, really nice. I also, me and Fred had to build a wall to separate the space because it's a the building is twice the size of the space i'm renting and there's another tenant on the other side and he was just kind of in the building he kind of had the whole building but he was only supposed to use half but he was you know in the whole building because there was no wall and then i rented the other half and so we had to build one of the conditions was we had to build the wall and so we got like 30 foot long uh, metal studs like six inch studs and a ton of sheetrock and me and fred put up you know, we got all the framing done and then we put up two courses of, of sheetrock on the other tenant's side. So now I'm kind of sealed off um, and I started bringing all my stuff in. But now we have to figure out a way to get, you know, 100 sheets of sheetrock up in the air. There, some In some places <laughs> close to 30 feet up in the air and there are 12 by 4 sheets. We're lo- we were about to get 16, 16 footers, but Fred was like, we cannot get 16 footers. We're going to be dying. So we got yeah. 12 footers. No, thank you. Um, 
And, yeah. you know, I got to see, cause now I want to get the forklift there and use that to help get some of the sheets up in the air. And also you got to just make, put a hook on the side of that lift. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put, but the problem is with the lift, it's so slow coming back down. It literally takes like two minutes to come all the way back down from mm. like fully extended. Yeah. It's, yeah. it eats up so much time. Um, but I, I'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get it done some way. And then we got to get it insulated. So I have to do their side first, get it sealed mm. off completely and then insulate it. They're going to spray foam in there or whatever, and then do my side and then tape it and whatever. But it's going to be good. Your top track, uh, for your, for your, uh, wall went into the bottom of an I beam. Yep. It was, How, how'd you shoot it? You I shot used, it with, with the Hilti, uh, yeah. With the powder actuated fasteners, which is amazing. Those things are crazy how well they work. Um, when they do work and when it doesn't work, it's a nightmare, but yeah, well, I think um, I, I I think a lot of people don't even realize that you can shoot. So, typically, what you would call like a ram set. Yeah. So, like a ram set uses a twenty two twenty two caliber blank, mm-hmm. which is filled with gunpowder, and uses that. That's why it's called a powder actuated fastener. Um, and you can shoot that into steel. Yeah. And it fastens like a screw. So it's crazy. You can essentially the same way you shoot into concrete, you can shoot into steel. And I feel like there are a lot of people. The first time I saw it, I was like, wait a second. That's that can't be right. That's what I've never. I mean, I've, I have a ram set and I've done it a ton of times in concrete and mm-hmm. uh, I can see it. and I understand it. I've never seen it done in steel. I know you could do it, mm-hmm. but it, it just that's just amazing that you can do that. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's crazy, actually, how well it holds i mean if yeah. sometimes you get a, like a misfire and it doesn't quite catch or if there's space between the light gauge track yeah and the beam because the the things you're using are only like half an inch or five yeah. or five eighths yeah um so the really short stubby little screws or not screws um nails because if they're any longer they wouldn't go in all the way yeah um but you know when you do get a good shot and when you're when i'm putting like one shot in, in between every bay there's six yeah. inch on center so each track's got like I don't know, 10 shots in them or no, maybe a little less than that. Um, but it, you can't rip it down. There's no way. And then yeah. between it being shot in the top and then shot in the bottom and then having the studs wedged in between, mm-hmm. like there's no way the wall could come down because the nails are literally wedged up in yeah. the top yeah. and the bottom, yeah. which it's is pinned. It's pinned up there, which is crazy because the, the I guess there was a wall in this <laughs> building originally that they made out of wood and, one of the garage doors was open and there was, it was really windy and the whole wall blew over because they didn't secure it to the top properly. <laughs> so we were like, we cannot have that happen. So this one yeah. went the right Can way. Can you imagine? Wow. Just throw oh, a couple yeah. of clamps up there before you're yeah. done. That, yeah. That's it. That's all you need. You'll be all set. Well, <laughs> so. so for comparison, that it's 12,000 square feet, you said? Yeah, it's like six of these shops. So Jimmy's shop, his barn, his new barn, how big is that? Do you know? I forget. Oh, yeah, I was going to uh, ask. It's um, it's 70 by 40. This is so 100 by 125. His, his barn is uh, 2,800 square feet. And, you know, because I, wow. I, I remember because when he was going to put a full second floor on it, it was going to be like close to 6,000. His big shop, Jimmy's big shop is 5,000 feet. Wow. Wow. Yeah, this thing, it's, it's, it's huge. Like, I don't even know, like, like, I put all my big pieces of equipment in there and I look around and I'm like, there's really nothing in this place. Like, I could yeah, put you, you so said, much You said more. that with your other shop, though, too. Really. Yeah, I did he, say that. Yeah. 
No, but it's it's we're going to put um, radiant heat in, and the whole thing is going to get insulated um, at some point because the other yeah. guys on the other side of the building they are like a luxury boat storage company, and they also do like repairs and stuff. And I guess when they're working on the um, the boats and stuff in the winter time, like the fiberglass won't cure and the paint won't cure, so mm-hmm. the whole place needs to get insulated and then heat installed. But <clears throat> that's all that's all coming eventually. So. We'll see. It's a steel shop. You got to toughen up and just wear. Well, a yeah. Work, you know, when you're trying to work in there and it's 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a allow it. No, I did that. <laughs> I did that a couple. Of, I used to do that every day in my garage at home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was luckily yeah. it was so small, and then I turned the forge on, and I would have yeah. the garage door open because it would be so hot. But um, yeah. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. That, that's thank that's you. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it's exciting. exciting. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. It's um. So now you have you're gonna build. You're gonna have to build more partitions and stuff in there. Yeah. You're just gonna leave it open for now. Well, the whole well the work area is gonna be all open. There's nothing I really need to section off. Like the machine shop might have a little like wall to to section it off a little bit, but I need to build an office and bathroom. Well, just for efficiency of like heat is really why I'm asking because 12,000 feet, like you'll never get it warm if it, well, if you have some way to break it up. Insulate it. And then we're going to put radiant heat in. Hmm. Um, it'll, it should be fine. I mean, we just got to get it. So it's not freezing. Like you got to get it to like 55, 60 degrees. Like I keep my shop at 52. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Deal with it. You're wearing extra pants. The office will be, have its own heat, um, and air. Nice. Uh, I got to get, um, some more guys too. We're actually, I just, found somebody i think that's gonna start working soon and then i have fred too my boy the best yeah i can't wait to have fred on the podcast yeah you gotta oh, yeah. fred, fred yeah. doesn't even know what a podcast is fred is, <laughs> he's never heard of a podcast in his life he's got a flip phone that's all smashed up he doesn't even and i'd be surprised if he's ever been on the internet before but <laughs> he's like one of the smartest guys ever he could do anything he's so freaking smart yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. guy. He's funny. Yeah, he is. Yeah, nice guy. Are you going to build a uh, grinding room in this one? No. I, well, I guess I could. It doesn't really matter. I got yeah. so much space. But it's like I didn't even really use it that much. And then it's a pain in the ass to go into another room and close the door. And it's so loud when you're in yeah. the tiny little room with those grinders like ripping. It's so loud. I think oh. you have so much room too. Like it's Yeah, yeah like there's going to be it's... dust anywhere. You know, when I have like – three or four guys in there working grinding just grinding and all day. everywhere it's a steel shop so it's yeah yeah steel shops always smell the same oh yeah that's they like, always have the same smell yeah. it's uh it's like i remember you tell thing. me you hate this smell of a steel shop i don't well you know what it is it's just like i don't it's not even that i hate it i just like like steel it's shops same. smell like that because no one like they don't get clean like they yeah. never really get clean, you know. Yeah, like yeah, if you uh, go to a if you go to a metal shop and you like wipe your hand across a table, uh, filthy. It's filthy. Like and it's yeah. not for it's not for lack of, you know. It's just because that's the work yeah. that's getting done. Like when yeah. you go to my my buddy Matt's boss's shop, they also prime all their beams inside. So there's really? red that's primer crazy. on everything, and like you know, there's just like a layer of kind of dust in there. And like I, when I teach the welding class. I've made uh, I've I've actually made a point at times to sweep up all the grinding dust and then weigh it and we'll produce over a pound of grinding dust. Oh yeah, in it in, in a five hour class. So like I always am crazy to like clean up my shop because 
you know, also too, like when you have a steel shop and you're just doing steel work, you're not really worried about what that steel dust gets on probably. No, but like in no. my shop, you know, you got, I have like kind of a mixture of everything where like, I don't really want like all my sockets getting coated in like fine steel dust. Like it destroys everything. Like I had a computer monitor just totally stop working because it oh, used yeah. to be like close to the metal room. And I think the the conductive dust just like got into the board and just and just fried it, which is like um, try having happens. it in your house. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I, I know. I hate it. I hate yeah. the smell of it. I hate yeah. it. my grinding room is outside in the driveway. Yep. Yeah, my poor neighbors. Yeah, my mm. my driveway is all rusty because of it. Same. Oh, that way. I well, Paul that. melted his driveway with the uh, yeah. <laughs> with the torch at his parents' house. <laughs> what, wait, what did I do? No, I, you know what I think I did? I melted it with. I lit a fire. <laughs> I think I had a little fire pit, and I was like burning my scrap wood, and it was like snowing out, and I just threw it in the snow, and then it melted and melted and melted, and I got it so hot that the asphalt started to melt there's still like a little spot and i don't think they like realized it because i patted it back down <laughs> but it's never the same it's like slightly discolored but yeah. the rust was an issue for a while because like oh, yeah. the whole driveway was red and they were like losing yeah. their minds for the longest <laughs> we for the longest figure time. Out how to get rid of it yeah for the longest time i had no idea what the hell it was oh yeah i'm like why is my driveway all red you know i was like is it you know, acid rain or something. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's all the grinding dust, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so lucky to have gravel. Great. Yeah. I don't have that problem. Yeah. Paul, you know what I'm interested to watch? Did you get the hydraulic press out yet? Oh, yeah, it's all there. All the big uh, stuff. I was going to say, because I remember you had some time getting that in with cutting oh, wheels my off and having to hit the garage door. Well, that was back when I only had the first garage door because I put a second garage door. Oh, okay, like, got it, got it. Um, but it barely fit out of this one and all the columns. This, you know what? I'm so happy I'm out of here. All the, <laughs> the ceilings are so low. Like, And there's and there's also beams that are lower than a foot or, or more lower than – actually, some of them are 16 inches lower than the ceiling. So – um it barely cleared it wouldn't i lifted it up with the forklift and it didn't clear like with the forks even with the forks dragging on the ground so i had to turn the <laughs> forklift around and use a strap and just pull it just along drag it the ground and then pull, i actually pulled it right out the door and then just picked it up from the top because i cut like torch cut a hole in the i-beam and i just picked it up and plopped it on the trailer nice um but everything goes very smooth you know when i have a forklift it's just it's there's no other way to do it like it's just not efficient to do it any other way so but is everything out of there all the big stuff is out and so now i just need to i want to rent a box truck with a lift gate and then just yeah the smaller stuff and like buy yeah. boxes of stuff packed up yeah uh, i got the toolboxes there i got the you know saw there you know wow. i just got to get the welders and and some of the smaller stuff i've left in here um, yeah it's alarmed and everything and so i'm just yeah. gonna take the alarm system and move it there when i bring all the stuff that people could steal easily like no one <laughs> yeah. would be able to steal a bridge port and like a scissor lift that easily they'd have to yeah. really try um, yeah yeah that's yeah. how i feel about my shop i always say like because my shop's all windows on the driveway oh, side yeah. and people are like oh you should cover the windows because like then people won't be able to see what you have i'm like you know what the only thing in there that's got any value on the street is my camera which is maybe worth like 400 bucks mm. you know anything else that's really valuable like good luck what are you going to do? All the, you see all the stuff on Craigslist, all the stolen drills and saws. Yeah, but you're not going to risk. You're not going to break into a shop like mine in a in a populated area. It's literally yeah. in between two houses. 
risk getting caught to st- to sell a couple of like Milwaukee drills on uh, on Craigslist. You never know. They can have you. You, you, you obviously you don't live in the city. Yeah, yeah I don't know. What you're talking about. <laughs> like, can we go no, people go change? If, if you wanted, if you wanted to make money in my neighborhood, all you'd have to do is walk over to any of the luxury cars that are like nearby. There's probably more in those cars than there is even yeah. on the workbench in my shop. That's like a big thing in this neighborhood. People post on Facebook when their cars get quote unquote broken into. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, you know, then later on in the comments, there'll be a thing like, well, how did they get into the car? And it'll be like, oh, well, I left it on lock. Well, I'm like, I go. left my iPad and my laptop in my briefcase See, on the I back ne- seat. I never that doesn't count. That. I, don't, I don't think that counts yeah. as a break in. Yeah, that, no, that it really. That's like, that's like leaving it in a city park and saying it got stolen. It's not the yeah. same. How do you not lock your car? You yeah. Know? I didn't lock my car for years. I used to keep my keys in the ignition. Yeah. I had a small little key. It was yeah. just a small key. And it, so, like, you couldn't see it in there. Like, yeah. it was like a keychain yeah. hanging. So I would leave it in there. But um, that's how it is where I am. You know, people go in your cars all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a guy, you know, on my cameras, we watched him, you know, so after the fact. He was in there for 15 minutes. I don't know if he was shooting up or what the hell. Yeah. He was going, fell wow. asleep in there. But it's, um, yeah, that's what they say here. You know, if your car is unlocked, you know, you, you're just asking for it. But I never understood that, like, when people's laptops and stuff. Who leaves that laptop in the car? You're just like on the front seat with the door. Like, like, like yep. First of all, like, don't you need it in your house? And second, uh, like, unreal. obviously you've never lived in the city. Like, man, yeah, that, that's that's just out. like I want I want to hear the I want to hear the reaction when you when you have to fill out a like a legally binding police report and they go, OK, ma'am. So, like, explain to me what happened. Well, I had my laptop and my iPad and my like my purse with a thousand dollars in cash in it <laughs> yeah. on the front seat. And then I went inside. Did you lock the car? No. Did why'd you leave your laptop in the car? I don't know. So <laughs> you so like it's gone now. Yeah, it's gone. Like it's it's baffling to me. When I lived in Boston, I used to leave my car unlocked because I never wanted anybody to break my windows. Yeah, you t- I yeah. Because I never left any. I used to park my car. If anybody knows Boston, I used to park my car across the street from the Fens, um, oh. which is a bad park uh-huh. during the day. Um, yeah. And I used to leave my car there because it was the only place I could leave it without having a uh, a parking permit. And I would just – I made sure there was nothing in it. Um, Queensbury? And, yeah, when I lived on Queensbury. <laughs> That's right. There, there, was, there was nothing in it, and I used to leave it unlocked because my buddy lived up on Mission Hill, and he said that people used to take change. And I, I was way more worried about having to deal with a broken window or, like, somebody messing it up. Like, let them go in it if they want to. That's what uh, my my first car was a convertible. My father used to tell me all the time, "Leave the doors unlocked." He goes, "You yep. don't want them cut in the top to get yep. in it." <laughs> okay, Dad. Yep. Yep. Father's advice. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, no, it was never worth it. I don't Bye. want some dirty person in my car. My doors are staying locked. That's <laughs> why. Touching my steering wheel. I don't know. Well, you ever seen yeah. those videos of people like going going out to their cars and there's somebody like. Uh, shooting up in it or smoking meth yeah. like, in their car. I'm just going to burn the car to the ground. <laughs> I tell you, I, I mean, where I am, it's a decent neighborhood, but I'm like right in the city. And we had, it's, it's funny, We, my wife has a ton of flowers out front, and we had somebody steal our flower pots, like uh-huh. big-ass flower pots. Yeah, this right. guy pulls up in a Volvo SUV, 9 o'clock at night, just pulls right up to the front of my house, gets yep. out, pops the tailgate, no running around, nothing. Like, like just nothing gets in the 
Yeah, and what kills yeah, you? That's how like, you got to steal things. You got to steal things thing. like they belong to you. Yeah, but what kills me? It's like you know, you got like some junkie robbing you. Like it's one thing, but like this guy, he's like, yep. did he drive by and say, "Geez, those are nice flowers." Like I'm gonna surprise my wife or something. <laughs> ah, that's you great. know what I mean? Like, yep. like, like how how did what, what the hell was he even thinking? So I told that's my what kid, he was thinking. That's exactly what he was well, thinking. Well, he was what like, I was great at my house. Being a city kid, what we used to do. I'm not going to say what we used to do because people used to steal <laughs> stereos. People will flip out. But I had an idea what I was going to do. My wife would let me do. My kids wanted to let me do. I'll tell you guys later. But, uh, you know, we used to deal with people that would do that for the stereos. We'd make a little surprise for them. And, um, you know, because car stereos being stolen was a big thing. When I was a kid, you guys you know, yeah. don't realize that. But, you know. It's um you know it's just horrible when people steal your stuff but yeah flower pots they stole big ass flower pots I've that, never really I, had anything stolen from me but that uh, if if something did get stolen it would drive me crazy oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. careful like I would get so pissed off if someone that's stole why it. I have cameras on my house because yeah. it's like you know my street nobody goes down it unless they live on it because mm-hmm. it just goes back onto the same street but it's just so aggravating it's like you know it just I don't know just that pisses me but, off like when someone steals from Listen, stealing's bad all the way around. Like yeah. If someone steals like toilet paper from a Target, it's like eh. yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. like, if you're stealing from a like a small family-owned business, you're stealing from yeah. a person in a house. Or a family. That's so yeah. wrong. A family, like yeah, that's so wrong. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Desperate people, bad. you know. Yeah. I had to fight a couple junkies. Well, not fight them, but I had to. Me and my dad, we were at that job, the hotel job, and they were like, "This is when they were building the restaurant." And there were like all the tables. They were like washing them out in the Ooh. parking lot. And these two people pull up in like this little sedan with stuff piled up in the sedan. And they wanted to steal. They were like scrapping metal. And they were like, oh, are those tables garbage? And we're like, no, these are the tables for the restaurant. They yeah. steal the tables from the restaurant to go Ooh. scrap them. And yeah. I'm like, oh, boy. So we cool. had guys on my job in New Jersey. Um, just so we have somebody uh, with the COVID-19 stuff. We have somebody, an EMT stationed at the... Uh, loading dock door and he's scanning temperatures and one day he calls up to one of the foremen and he goes hey these two guys won't let me scan their temperature he goes what do you mean he goes they said they don't need to get scanned he's like all right i'll come down and i'll talk to him so whatever this guy got jammed up he never made it downstairs so fast forward like a week i'm, I'm over in the building and he's he goes hey i think some guys actually came here and stole some scrap metal and I go, oh, like they came overnight because, you know, obviously it's a big job site. It's a 200,000 square foot building and there's 100 men working. So, you know, a scrapper finds out and, and they want to get in on it. So anyway, I go back, I check the cameras and these two guys pull up in the sketchiest box truck you've ever seen, park it right in front of the loading dock, walk in, grab a buggy, which if no one know, if you don't know what a buggy is, it's like a giant rolling garbage pail, roll it right out the door unload it into their truck and just leave it's amazing nobody and nobody stopped them because when you you know no one thought that they didn't no one thought that they didn't belong there yeah um but everyone kind of knew that they everyone kind of knew that they didn't recognize them but you never know if someone knows a scrap guy could have said oh yeah you know bobby come by on monday and take a buggy you know it's all going in the trash anyway those are the ones they want to get scanned yeah, yeah, those, yeah, the yeah. those so two they, dummies should have got scanned. They would have yep. blended in more. Well, the other thing too is this: they're is fighting with the guy when they're trying to yeah. s- steal. This, <laughs> this is a union job um, oh. that's, that's very much regimented by safety. So everybody has a hard hat, a vest, and and glove and glasses on. And these guys were wearing like sweatpants. 
So they looked out of place like right away. But, uh, you know, who's who's going to be the one? You never know. A guy could be a lunatic. You're not going to be the one to, to yeah, tell him over that he some can't take buggy, You know? Yeah. We, we always used to say that before 9-11, we would we would do a ton of work over at Harvard University. You know, you walk in there with a hot hat and a vest. They let you go right through the place. Yep. And we're working in this um, building one time, and they had all these, like, minerals locked up in the basement. They weren't locked up. They were just kind of cataloged and stuff. And we're like, wow, it's like – they don't even know who we are. Yep. They just let us in here. And it's like, if you act like you belong there, yep. 99% of the time, nobody will question you. Have you, you know? seen the uh, getting into places with a ladder videos? Oh, no. I love those. There's this there's this uh, theory that you can get into anywhere with a ladder. So these like YouTubers, there's a bunch of YouTube David videos. David Dobrik did it, I yeah. think. You just carry a ladder <laughs> and they will let you in anywhere. Like They went into like a nightclub. <laughs> boxing matches anywhere. If you carry a ladder and wear a safety vest, they're just like, oh, this guy belongs here. Yeah, Who would carry so a, what kind of sociopath would yeah, carry a ladder, <laughs> ladder unless they had to? That's yeah. funny. I like that. I tell you, I have pictures of my partner with the ladder carrying it through a house up in Beacon Hill in Boston. Oh, my God. It's, this house, it's it's in Louisburg Square. <laughs> And it's uh, it's like the most expensive part of Boston, right next to um, the old Senator John Kerry that ran for president, Mm -hmm. his house. And we had to carry a 24 foot extension ladder through (laughs) this guy's house to get out back. And I got pictures of it. It's the greatest thing ever. It's just, you know, this billionaire just sitting there with us with an extension ladder going through his house. You know, you should have just uh, climbed onto his roof like the guy that did your dish. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what are you guys, uh, what are you guys watching while we wrap this up? Who are you watching this week? Uh, well, you know, I've been watching a bunch of golf videos, but oh, golf. yeah, I don't even know if want to talk here. about that. It's, it's such a pain in the ass. It's so hard. Yeah, um, it is. But there was this one video I saw of these Amish guys. <laughs> it was unreal what these guys were doing. Don't don't get the Amish community after us. Listen, uh, the, they nice. can't watch us. They're not allowed. They don't have <laughs> the internet. They don't have the electricity <laughs> unless they're sneaking. And if you are Amish and you're listening to this, I'm going to report you. <laughs> but but anyway, oh my God. I, these there was 300 Amish guys moving. A barn, and at first I saw a bar- there. The, the barns up yeah. here—they're all carrying the barn. And at first I thought they were only around the edges. Then the video moves a little bit, and the whole barn is filled with Amish guys. It's yeah. unbelievable oh how these people like yeah. work together to move a barn. Yeah, but then I'm Georgia. thinking, why are they always moving barns? Like, <laughs> what are, like why are they always like? I've never like why are they always moving barns? Like. Every yeah. couple months, someone in the community needs to move their barn a couple hundred feet in the other direction. It's like, why are they moving the barn so Well, often? you know what happens? I that guy whose barn it was, they caught him on the internet. And yeah. they said, you know, yeah. we're, yeah. we're moving you right out of town. We're taking his, we're taking his but, barn. Let's yeah. get, get the guys it's together. Funny. We're taking his barn. Let's go. It, we were up in New Hampshire, and there's a place that says, sells sheds. And they're yeah. big sheds. You know, some of them like 20 by 30, you know, like really big ass sheds. And they're like prefab. And on the other side of the lot, I go, what are those over there? The guy goes, those are used. I go, what do you mean? You shit. He goes, yeah. He goes, <laughs> oh my we, God. We repo them. I go, what? 
He goes, yeah, we do finance, and if people don't pay, we repossess oh, the shed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, you're going to be shitting me. I said, you know, you know the embarrassment they take your car. Can you imagine them coming to your house and repossessing oh God, your shed? shed? Holy shit. Yeah. Well, it's like, did they do, dude, it, on, did oh, they do it on horse and buggy? Did they pull it out? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they hire the Amish to do it. Yeah. I don't know. That way nobody oh. questions them. But it's right like at two at two in the morning, all you hear yeah. is like like kind of like some some panting outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kinda, you see the some little clop, feet. clip clop. Little, the little, horse. <laughs> did you did you did you pay for the shed this month? Yeah. I think they're repossessing it. Oh, my. You know what? Yeah, I mean, that's about the Amish. The Amish don't, you know, they don't get enough hate. Because I see some of these Amish guys, they're che- they're cheating when they want to. You know, I've seen Amish guys with their hats and the outfits, but they're in a bobcat freaking <laughs> building buildings. I'm like, you're you're not supposed to be in a bobcat. You're not supposed to be driving a backhoe. You're supposed, you're supposed to be doing to, this by hand. They got skills. Bobcat. They got skill saws and generator. If I hire an Amish guy to build my house, he better be out there with only a hammer and a handsaw. <laughs> I can't. And, 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 He's got to be sewing his own In a horse and a plow. I don't want to see a yeah. bobcat in an excavator. Yeah. It's oh, like, why God. did I hire the Amish guy? I'm I don't understand. Guys, I'm watching these guys move this shed. Oh, my God. This is well, that's what I always wondered when they had that TV show, The Amish Mafia. Amish Mafia. I thought they weren't supposed to be on camera and stuff. These like, guys got pick, lifted pickup trucks and shotguns yeah. and stuff. There, yeah. There's all, there's all sorts. You know, all, all, uh, all lines in the rules. at this point. Derek, yeah. what do you got? I am watching. I kind of mentioned him real quick last week, but I don't know how. I'm going to butcher his name, but it, he's a machinist. It's Cam. It's either Lee or Lay. It's C A M L E. I think he's either in the Philippines or something, but this kid, he's got to weigh 100 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> And I tell you, he is unbelievable. He Wait, is this the off. guy that makes the motors out of garbage? No, 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 no. He's like a distant cousin, but he restored <laughs> a lathe. And, um, oh, sorry. And um, I'm trying to see what kind of lathe that was. What's his name? Spell his name. C A M space L E. On YouTube. Yep. Yep. Huh. K Lem. It's oh it's C A sorry C A space L E M. Okay, so, I've seen his videos before. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. He just hit a hundred thousand subs. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's just un. Yeah, I sent you some yeah. of the stuff before. He's, he's fantastic. Just unbelievable. He's such a small kid, and he, like he just rebuilds these things. He loves this old Tony, and he's yeah, like, I don't tell. know if this old Tony ever shows him like any love or anything, but he's always like dropping little like hints that he wants to like you know be noticed by which i i don't blame him but uh he's unbelievable just really just really cool just shows like he reminds me of you with moving the big equipment by himself and everything he just does some really like amazing yeah yeah no he just does (laughs) he does some amazing stuff and it just like it just shows you like if you really want to do something you know you can do it you know yeah i've uh, watched some of his videos before because he has a shaoblin 13 yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember yeah. seeing. That. Yes, he's got. Yes, he's got some really great content. Yeah, no, he's he's a good one. Yeah, yeah, he's funny too. So I, I'm watching uh, a guy on YouTube uh, who's his, his YouTube name is Koss K O S S. He's from the Ukraine, I think, and he's a knife maker. And he's he does the kind of like uh, he he 
takes old horse files and stuff and turns them into knives. And, but he does it in a really different way where like the it's it's very unique. Like he's made cool folding knives and he makes I sent I sent uh, to you guys like a little Tonto knife that he yeah. made out of a tiny yeah, really file. Cool. And, and yeah. everything that he does is just like so clean. And yeah. after making that chef's knife, uh, whatever it was, two weeks ago, um and making the little guillotine tool i've been wanting to do a little more like kind of forging and knife making so this guy uh he really makes beautiful stuff just does such a nice job and his tool setup is like so basic too it just seems like you know he's one of these dudes probably uh in in a garage somewhere in the middle of eastern europe just like making it work yeah, cool. It's always amazing when they. But do yeah, that. I'll 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 put uh I'll be putting links to this stuff in the show notes of this episode. You can watch the Amish move a barn, and uh, <laughs> you know now that Paul's fi- put himself out there as like an Amish hater. No, no, you're, no. You're, I, you're, you're I, shot. I, like, I hate the ones that cheat. You're gonna drive up to your new shop, and all gonna, of a sudden, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be gone. <laughs> it's gonna be gone. It's gonna be gone. Oh my god! So I'm gonna be surrounded just, by buggies. Yep, that's did, it. Did you see the vanilla ice goes Amish show? That was another oh, great one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what an un, what an unbelievable combination! Vanilla ice. ice, ice, ice baby yep, goes vanilla Amish. Ice goes Amish. This I saw vanilla ice season, in Florida. T- let me just say, let me just say that when you Google "Vanilla Ice Goes Amish," the first thing that comes up is "Vanilla Ice Goes Amish" season two, episode one, which means it made it past. Yeah, season it's one. a phenomenal show. I a saw "Stranger Vanilla in a Ice Strange Land" in Florida one time, and I've never seen anyone with blacker hair, like Jet. But he must have dyed it black. Spray paint. You and just I, I it up every morning. said to my mom, "Is that?" Vanilla Ice's cousin, Black Ice. <laughs> that's one of her favorite. That's one of her favorite. Like Black Ice, like on the road. Yeah. Like wow. I'm looking at this video, and his hair is literally jet. Isn't it jet black? black? I didn't realize. Like it's he not have blonde hair. No Did he way. Have blonde hair. Yeah. There's no Can way. Watch he has that restoration. Oh my god! Show. It looks. It looks like it's. It looks like, like it's plastic. Yeah. It looks like he a plasti dipped it on there. <laughs> He's all right, all plastic. This is getting all out of right. hand. Right. This is out of control. Thank you all for listening to episode four of the Handmade Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Handmade Podcast. I always forget the Instagram name. I think that's what it is. Is that what it is? Does anyone? I know? don't know. Does anyone even know. follow us on Instagram? You better follow. Yeah, you follow at least us. You can follow Paul Pinto at Paul Pinto Junior at yep. Derek from Malden at Make Everything Shop. I'm Chris oh. F for Make Everything. I'm Derek from Alden. I always sound stupid when I say this. I'm Paul Pinto. <laughs> you are Paul Pinto. I'm Paul though. Pinto. Just think, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Check out the other shows on The Makery. Check out The Full Blast. Check out Simple Little Life. Uh, all the other great Write a review. shows. Write a review. Write a review. Check out Knife Talk. Thank you very much for listening. See you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.